Hello everybody and welcome into episode number 296 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading John chapter 7 today and our focus is on how can we drink Jesus and about how Jesus died thirsty so that you and I can have living water. So we are a daily 10 or 15 minute podcast where we dig into God's word seeking to understand it and obey it and follow it. Our goal is to get you involved in daily Bible intake. Welcome to new listeners in Central Zambia, Parts Unknown, Finland, South Africa, France, Singapore, and Bangladesh, Baden-Württemberg, Germany, New York, New York, Atlanta, Georgia, Huntsville, Alabama, Columbus, Ohio, Nashville, Tennessee, Houston, Texas, McAllen, Texas, Salt Lake City, Utah, and South Bend, Indiana. Before we dig into the main course, allow me to submit two more bits of evidence that not all of the commoners or crowds of Israel liked Jesus. In today's chapter, they are going to try and kill him and accuse Jesus of being demonized. We read in John seven nineteen through 20, Jesus asks the crowd in verse 19, Didn't Moses give you the law, yet none of you keeps the law? Why are you trying to kill me? You have a demon, the crowd responded. Who is trying to kill you? Or how about John seven twenty eight through 29, which says, As he was teaching in the temple, Jesus cried out, You know me, and you know where I am from. Yet I have not come on my own, but the one who sent me is true. You don't know him. I know him because I am from him, and he sent me. Then they tried to seize him, yet no one laid a hand on him because his hour had not yet come. And look, even in the midst of all that controversy, them trying to kill him and everything, even then, many of the others listening believed in Jesus as he taught them. Now, I may have mentioned this before, but my first foray into Christian ministry on the internet took place over 20 years ago. I think it was 1999 when I launched a website called Hungry for Jesus which I realize is a pretty weird name. I used to post a ton of revival-focused articles there and was pretty enthused when people from around the world would visit the site and read those articles, the vast majority of which were not written by me. The name and the theme of Hungry for Jesus, though, comes out of John 6 and 7. As you'll recall yesterday, we talked about how in John 6, Jesus told the people that they would have eternal life if they would eat and drink him, which was pretty much as weird sounding in the first century as it is today, as evidenced by how the people, even Jesus' disciples, responded to him. Some of them believed and followed him, probably more turned away in disgust or bewilderment. In today's chapter, Jesus is going to elaborate on the theme of eating and drinking him even more, and he's going to do so loudly. John 7, 37-39 says, On the last and most important day of the festival, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. The one who believes in me, as the scripture has said, will have streams of living water flow from deep within them. He said this about the Spirit. Those who believed in Jesus were going to receive the Spirit, for the Spirit had not yet been given, because Jesus had not yet been glorified. Well, look, this is one of my favorite scripture passages. It shows the passion and mystery of Jesus, and it's really a perfect demonstration of his teaching style, which strongly majored on metaphor and illustration. Jesus is not talking about literal drink here, as we discussed yesterday, but 
true drink, something better, far beyond literal drink, meta-literal drink. As Jesus told the woman at the well, there is a drink that comes from him that will permanently slake your thirst, not your literal and bodily thirst, something better than that, your spiritual thirst. Now, the Jews, upon hearing this, might have been reminded of Isaiah 55, which says this, Come, everyone who is thirsty, come to the water, and you without silver, come, buy, and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without silver and without cost. Why do you spend silver on what is not food, and your wages on what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me, and eat what is good, and you will enjoy the choicest of foods. Pay attention and come to me. Listen so that you will live. I will make a permanent covenant with you on the basis of the faithful kindness of David. Now, notice about this Isaiah 55 water that it satisfies more than real water or real food. That it is freely given, no cost. Well, how does one get this amazing water? And verse 3 tells us of Isaiah 55, pay attention and come to God. Listen so that you will live. You don't get it with silver or gold. You get it by coming to God and listening. Then you will live. You will have that living water. Well, how does one get the living water that Jesus is speaking of? Through great cost? No. Through great effort? No. Through great works? No. Through great merit or morality? No. By coming to Jesus, listening, and believing. The water of life is free. It's eternal. It's from Jesus. And we also see it spoken of in the end of the Bible in Revelation 21. Verse 5 says, The one seated on the throne said, Look, I am making everything new. He also said, Write, because these words are faithful and true. Then he said to me, "I It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will freely give to the thirsty from the spring of the water of life. The one who conquers will inherit these things, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. Well, that's Revelation 21, 5 through 7. And very next chapter, the last chapter of the Bible, the same theme is repeated again when Jesus talks about it. Verse 16 says, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to attest these things to you for the churches. I am the root and descendant of David, the bright morning star. Both the spirit and the bride say, come. Let anyone who hears say, come. Let the one who is thirsty, come. Let the one who desires take the water of life freely. Amen. Also, I want you to notice there how Jesus says, I am the root and the descendant of David. In other words, he was before David and he was born after David. Mind blown, right? Free living water from Jesus given to everyone who is thirsty and desires and comes to him. Listening and believing is what we're talking about today. How is this wonderful water free? This meta-literal, above-literal, true water? Well, because Jesus paid the price for it. Did you know that Jesus himself, the purchaser and giver of this free living water, he died literally thirsty? John 19 verse 28 tells us, After this, when Jesus knew that everything was now finished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, while he was hanging on the cross, he said, I'm thirsty. A jar full of sour wine was sitting there. So they fixed a sponge full of sour wine on a hyssop branch and held it up to his mouth. When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. Then bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. Well, friends, they offered Jesus sour wine, which is basically vinegar. 
And how many of you think vinegar would make you less thirsty, especially vinegar that you sucked off of a disgusting sponge? Well, it wouldn't. So Jesus died thirsty, but through his death and resurrection, all who listen, believe, and come to him can have living water for eternal life freely and without cost. Because he died thirsty, we can have eternal living water. Amen. Let's read our passage. And if you are thirsty, go to Jesus and drink. John chapter 7, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. After this, Jesus traveled in Galilee since he did not want to travel in Judea because the Jews were trying to kill him. The Jewish festival of shelters was near, so his brother said to him, Leave here and go to Judea so that your disciples can see your works that you are doing. For no one does anything in secret while he's seeking public recognition. If you do these things, show yourself to the world. For not even his brothers believed in him. Jesus told them, My time is not yet arrived, but your time is always at hand. The world cannot hate you, but it does hate me because I testify about it, that its works are evil. Go up to the festival yourselves. I'm not going up to this festival because my time is not yet fully come. After he said these things, he stayed in Galilee. After his brothers had gone up to the festival, then he also went up, not openly, but secretly. The Jews were looking for him at the festival and saying, Where is he? And there was a lot of murmuring about him among the crowd. Some were saying, He's a good man. Others were saying, no, on the contrary, he's deceiving the people. Still, nobody was talking publicly about him for fear of the Jews. When the festival was already halfway over, Jesus went up into the temple and began to teach. Then the Jews were amazed and said, how is this man so learned since he hasn't been trained? Jesus answered them, my teaching isn't mine, but is from the one who sent me. If anyone wants to do his will, he will know whether the teaching is from God or whether I am speaking on my own. The one who speaks on his own seeks his own glory, but he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is true, and there is no unrighteousness in him. Didn't Moses give you the law? Yet not none of you keeps the law. Why are you trying to kill me? You have a demon, the crowd responded. Who is trying to kill you? I performed one work, and you are all amazed, Jesus answered. This is why Moses has given you circumcision. Not that it comes from Moses, but from the fathers, and you circumcise a man on the Sabbath. If a man receives circumcision on the Sabbath so that the law of Moses won't be broken, are you angry at me because I made a man entirely well on the Sabbath? Stop judging according to outward appearances, rather judge according to righteous judgment. Some of the people of Jerusalem were saying, Isn't this the man they are trying to kill? Yet, look, he's speaking publicly and they're saying nothing to him. Can it be true that the authorities know he's the Messiah? But we know where this man is from. When the Messiah comes, nobody will know where he is from. As he was teaching in the temple, Jesus cried out, You know me and you know where I'm from. Yet I have not come on my own, but the one who sent me is true. You don't know him. I know him because I am from him and he sent me. Then they tried to seize him, yet no one laid a hand on him, because his hour had not yet come. However, many from the crowd believed in him and said, When the Messiah comes, he won't perform more signs than this man has done, will he? The Pharisees heard the crowd murmuring these things about him, and so the chief priests and the Pharisees sent servants to arrest him. Then Jesus said, I am only with you for a short time, then I am going to the one who sent me. You will look for me, but you will not find me, and where I am, you cannot come. Then the Jews said to one another, Where does he intend to go that we won't find him? He doesn't intend to go to the Jewish people dispersed among the Greeks and teach the Greeks, does he? What is this remark he made? You will look for me, and you will not find me, and where I am, you cannot come. 
On the last and most important day of the festival, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. The one who believes in me, as the scripture has said, will have streams of living water flow from deep within him. He said this about the Spirit. Those who believed in Jesus were going to receive the Spirit, for the Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet been glorified. When some from the crowd heard these words, they said, This truly is the prophet. Others said, This is the Messiah. But some said, Surely the Messiah doesn't come from Galilee, does he? Doesn't the scripture say that the Messiah comes from David's offspring and from the town of Bethlehem where David lived? So the crowd was divided because of him. Some of them wanted to seize him, but no one laid hands on him. Then the servants came to the chief priests and the Pharisees who asked them, Why didn't you bring him? The servants answered, No man has ever spoke like this. Then the Pharisees responded to them, Are you fool too? Have any of the rulers or Pharisees believed in him? But this crowd who doesn't know the law is accursed. Nicodemus, the one who came to him previously and who was one of them, said to them, Our law doesn't judge a man before it hears from him and knows what he's doing, does it? You aren't from Galilee too, are you? They replied. Investigate and you will see that no prophet arises from Galilee. Then each one went to his house. Amen. Well, friends, let's close out with our Bible memory passage of the month, which is 1 John 4, 7 and 8. Let's say it together. Dear friends, let us love one another because love is from God and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God because God is love. Amen. Good day to you, friends, and Godspeed.